This is the Passive Real Estate Podcast, the premier podcast for passive real estate investors. Matt Jones interviews experienced passive investors who share their industry secrets and active investors who show you different ways to invest passively. Welcome back to the Passive Real Estate Podcast. This is Matt Jones. And today I'm going to talk to you about the main things that people don't tell you about passive real estate investing. Believe it or not, there's a lot of surprises that can happen as a passive investor that a lot of people just don't talk about. You know, it's, uh, passive investing is a really attractive way of generating income, you know, especially through real estate, and it can help you build long-term wealth. And it has many benefits. And there are also some aspects that, uh, you know, like I said, people don't always mention. There are things to consider before and during while you're passive uh, investing into real estate. So number one is that the initial capital requirement sometimes is kind of high. You know, it uh, typically involves a higher amount. Usually I would say 50,000 is a normal minimum investment to do into syndications. Now, granted, there are some investment types uh, like crowdfunding, for example, which would have lower minimums, you know, maybe a few hundred dollars or whatnot. But typically it's going to be more 50,000 plus. Sometimes you can get into syndications for like, 25,000, but that's really unusual. And, um, you know, there are other types like REITs, for example, which I've mentioned before, aren't technically really real estate. It's more investing into a company that owns real estate. You don't really get the, uh, you know, benefits of taxes and, and whatnot, but it is, um, you know, I guess uh, technically a, a subtype of real estate investing. Now, the other thing or a second thing that people don't talk to you about, you know, before you invest passively generally is that the market is pretty volatile at times. You know, real estate over time, over the long term goes up, but in the short term, it goes up, it goes down, it goes sideways. You know, it's hard to predict, really. I don't know where exactly real estate is going to be one year from today. But I know where it's going to be 20 years from today. It's going to be up. You know, it uh, and because of the market fluctuations in the short term, it can be really frustrating, like like any other investment, uh, you know, asset. And uh, property values both rise and fall. There's many economic factors that can you know impact rental demand. So it's important to understand beforehand that real estate investing itself is not immune to the market volatility, and so your investments may be subject to potential risks that can happen. Now, number three, passive doesn't mean that you'd have no involvement. You know, uh, passive investing is on a, a gradation. You know, some things are really passive and some things are not so passive at all. But none of it involves no work whatsoever on your part. As a passive investor, you still have to make decisions about who you're going to invest in, you know, how much you're going to invest, whether the deal is right you know, a fit for what your investment goals are, you know, the type of asset classes you want to invest in, that sort of thing. You know, you still have some work to do and, and um, you, you can delegate this to a point to some people, but at the same time, it's not completely work free. Now, you can set things up where you're not overseeing the day-to-day -day things. You can have property management in place and asset managers in place to oversee the property manager, but you still have to make sure that things are, are, are going according to plan. And you have to do your due diligence beforehand, you know, researching the properties, evaluate investment opportunities, and you know, monitoring your investments regularly throughout. And though the level of involvement can be less uh, you know, as a passive investor than it would be as an active real estate investor, Passive investing still demands attention and oversight on your part. 
Uh, fourth thing is that there's going to be some variability in cash flow. It's not all sunshine and roses out there. You know, you know, rented properties can provide regular cash flow, but it's going to go up and down as to how much cash flow that is. You know, things like vacancies or maintenance expenses, property management fees, and and unexpected repairs and unexpected market situations can really impact your cash flow. So it's crucial to factor these in, uh, these potential expenses, and to maintain an adequate cash reserve for yourself to handle unforeseen costs. And so, um, essentially, don't count on the cash flow for your only income, uh, because you know that could dry up. There could be a recession or or some major problems with the property that are really outside your control that can dry up the cash. And that goes into the number five you're going to have limited control over an investment when you're a passive investor. You know, um, you know, limited control over the decision-making process, whether you're investing in a REIT or partnering with others or investing in a real estate syndication or crowdfunding or whatever. The ultimate decisions regarding the property management, the repairs and other operational aspects is probably going to be someone else's duty. So this lack of control on your part means that you have to trust the expertise and judgment of the professionals involved. Number six is that there's going to be challenges with liquidity. And what I mean by that is while you know REITs are liquid, you can sell them or your, your shares in that anytime you want, a real estate syndication or crowdfunded deal, you know, uh, often are not liquid. That means your money is stuck. It's not like investing in a stock or bond where it can easily be sold. It takes time to sell a property and, and convert it into cash. Uh, you know, even if you're part of the decision-making crew, which you're probably not as a passive investor. So even if you're making decisions, it still takes time. But if you're only passive, then you know, you're, again, you're you're leaving it to somebody else to control it. So if you need control in your properties and your investments. Honestly, passive investing might not be for you in that case. But if you're looking, you know, for less headaches or and um, you know, you know, where you don't have to be responsible for the tenants, the toilets, the termites, and the trash, then that's where passive investing really comes in handy. Number seven is that there are also regulatory and legal considerations to make. Real estate investing involves, you know, compliance with various laws regulations, local ordinances. So it's important to understand those legal obligations and responsibilities associated with owning investment properties. So things like tenant rights, tax regulations, zoning laws, building codes, ignorance of these legal aspects can uh, you know, lead to financial and legal consequences. So you, know, you wanna make sure you're putting somebody in charge that knows what they're doing. Number eight here, is that it's really market dependent. You know, there's uh, you know markets and submarkets, and it's all going to vary quite a bit as to you know what's going on. So you need somebody in charge who knows the local market and understands the dynamics of what the you know of that specific market is going to be uh, crucial because factors such as the neighborhood desirability, local regulations, zoning laws, economic trends, the path of progress of where things are growing or not. Uh, that can greatly impact the success of your investment. So it's important to conduct a thorough research and work with professionals who have expertise in that target market. And the last thing I'm going to mention that people really don't talk about enough is that, uh, well, actually, <laughs> I talk about this all the time on the podcast, but the person or people who are in charge of your investment matter more than the investment itself. 
So, you know, you want somebody who is experienced, who is trustworthy, who has been able to perform at, you know, certain levels before in that specific asset class and uh, is partnered with other reputable people as well. So, uh, you know, who's in charge? You know, it could be like a mediocre deal, but if it's somebody who knows what they're doing, somebody experienced and has been through the ringer before, they're going to make that work out. But you could have the best investment, best property in the world. And if somebody who doesn't know what they're doing or is really shady, they're going to run that to the ground. So uh, those are my top tips on the things that people don't really talk about when it comes to passive investing. So uh, again, you got to conduct thorough research, you know, seek some professional advice and fully understand these risks and benefits before engaging in passive real estate investing. But when you do it right, there's a lot of money to be made and uh, you can absolutely achieve your investment goals. So I look forward to uh, speaking with you again soon. And as always, have a great rest of your day. Subscribe to this podcast to stay updated on new episodes. Leave a review to let us know that you enjoy the content. There are tons of ways to invest in real estate that you can explore by reading Matt Jones's book called Book About Real Estate. It summarizes many top real estate books all in one. Find it on Amazon, Audible, iTunes, Google Play, or barnesandnoble.com. If you want to learn more about passive real estate investing, go to hawkwingcapital.com.